October 20th, we are almost all the way through here with week two of the NHL season. It feels like this one is moving by really quickly here to get things underway, but uh, if you are moving through the NHL season as fast as we are, then you're going to need to stay on top of the picks that you are tracking yourselves or the ones that we are giving out here on the show. And the best way to do that is by using the BetStamp app. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it be for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today or sign up on web. If you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework, or you can just click the link in the description there. If you sign up through this page, it does help support the show. So guys, we will uh, we'll get through some of the games that happened last night. I have a new game here that we'll uh, introduce to people in the chat. So if you are watching, you're going to follow along. Please make sure uh, to give your answers as well. I'd be interested to see, but it's kind of a way to gauge everything that's going across. So Money and Alex have no idea what this is. So they're going to find <laughs> out here for the first time. Am I going uh, <laughs> to take my clothes off here? <laughs> no none of that none of that <laughs> we're, we're all good with that here uh but we'll get into some of uh we'll get into that game now we'll get into I like games. Uh, games for the games for tonight look at maybe best bets and then we'll look ahead to the weekend but um uh, guys i mean we might as well get into it you got you have no idea what it is that we're talking about here with this game so i was thinking about it i was looking around the league last night at some of the results that we saw um one of my favorite moments is the Greg Norman collapse on, I believe it was the Masters on 18th, coming down the fairway, and it just fell apart for him. And there's been a lot of jokes about what might have happened in his underpants coming down the 18th fairway, given the collapse that happened. So today we're going to play a game called Which NHL GM Needs to Change Their Underpants? Okay, so I'll give you two options for each of these. I tried to group them together here. We have got uh, three different ones that we'll go through, and then you guys can tell me which GM of the two might need to change their underpants more than the other one. Okay, maybe it's both, maybe it's neither, whatever it is. So the I wasn't that one... far off. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not you. It's uh, other people here. Uh, but okay, so first one we'll look at. Brad Tree Living and the Toronto Maple Leafs sitting at two and two, or Ken Holland and the Edmonton Oilers sitting at one and three. And the reasonings behind these ones, the Leafs defense continues to struggle. It's what it's been over the last couple of seasons. Not much change there. The goaltending situation in Toronto. Samsonov hasn't been terrible, but he's not been great to start this season, and you did just pay him. And on top of that, William Nylander continues to look really, really good. And he's going to be sitting there with a contract that needs to be signed at the end of this season. The Edmonton Oilers. You start your season with an 8-1 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. You follow it up with another loss to the Canucks. And then, despite responding against Nashville, you go against up against the Philadelphia Flyers and drop that one 4-1. And guess what? The goaltenders still stink. You walk into your GM's office this morning between Brad Tree Living and Ken Holland. Who needs to change their underpants more? Wow. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I mean, that's kind of tough. I would probably, I'll, I'll lead off here and, and go with Ken Holland. 
because in Tree Living's defense, you know, the fact that 31% of the salary cap was already tied up amongst the, you know, four players for Toronto, that wasn't his fault. That was Dubas's fault. So he, he walked into a pile of mess, if you will, uh, beforehand. Now he added some more on there by maybe overpaying Samson off potentially. We'll see how that pans out over time. But Ken Holland, I mean, he's, you know, just the, the the mess of working and like I said, the goaltending system. There's a lot of trickle down of the mess uh, said with that Edmonton organization. I think their scouting has been kind of uh, a bit other than grabbing. Yes, McDavid. Everybody knew to grab McDavid. Everybody knew to grab Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, all the number one overall guys they have for all those years. But the trades and the moves and and building their depth. I don't think either team's really done well in in that aspect. So I'd lean more toward Edmonton, but you could really kind of point point fingers at both. Yeah, I I hear what Alex is saying, but I'm gonna go with Tree Living. Uh, a couple of reasons. Um, with with the Oilers, um, you can kind of mask a lot of things because they do have the best player in the world, and um, you had Skinner who has who has some some pedigree and Jack Campbell. Yeah, in hindsight, you can you can go back and say that. Um, that they overpaid for him or they gave him too long of a term, but the jury's still out on him. I I haven't given up on Jack Campbell yet. I think that there's still his his story is still yet to be finished, right? So whereas if you look at Toronto, um we've had a much longer sample space sample size with Toronto about what it is that they're missing. Right now, Alex is hundred percent right. It's not his mess that he was brought into. Um, but there was, I, I, I felt that there was also no, um, no regard for kind of fixing the things that have plagued you the last few years, right? So just because Toronto has been added longer with this core and we know for kind of, we know definitively what the issues with Toronto are, I would say Toronto because the jury's still out on Edmonton and I'm not completely sold yet that that their goaltending is trash because I don't I I don't believe that yet. Whereas we know what the problems with Toronto are. I would probably lean towards Toronto there as well. Um I did the post game show for the Leafs game last night on my channel and I was talking about one of the reasons being is because I think True Living has minimal bullets in the chamber here for moves that could happen. I mean, the one major, you, you were kind of expecting maybe a major one in the offseason with one of the four or five, if you throw Morgan Riley in there, never came. Then you kind of look outside that and say, well, then Sheldon Keefe's obviously got to go and they give him a contract extension and you kind of roll back. Yeah, he added pieces around. And I think he made good moves, but in terms of the ability to make a big shakeup, You've really got one left, and that would be to fire Sheldon Keefe and bring in a different coach, and you got to time that one almost perfectly. So I think that's yeah. kind of the big, big move that could happen. Yeah, yeah, and like, what's the what's the best time to make a big shakeup? That's when you first come into an organization, right? You have right. the most, you have the most yep. leeway. You have you have the most, you, you have the longest leash at that point, right? So like, if if I'm a GM coming into a new new situation, yeah, I would make my first impact move immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, I see JH here saying, "Oh, f uh, four games in, relax, guys." The whole point is that we're try we're overreacting four games in. That's the point. Yeah, he's right. We're making 
Yeah, we're we're got to break down everything that's going on. It's not necessarily end of the world here, but just based on temperature of what things well, are happening where the team's um, at right now. I'll say this. My pick for Edmonton goes back in four games. It goes back about five, six seasons when you really think about it. Like, you know, what has this right. team really done outside of one Western Conference Finals appearance? So, uh, right. you know, you can go further back and say, oh, it's been messy in Edmonton for a while. But they had Mike Smith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they had to make do with a lot of bad. I will give them that, too. Yeah. You're like you said, you're they're able to cover up a lot of, of, of issues and problems because they have McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. All right. I got another set of GMs for you guys. Another one. See, I, that wasn't bad. You guys weren't prepared. No, for it was it. Great. I think that that oh. one pretty good there. Um, okay. Next one. And again, I tried to group these in in similar uh, in similar regions so that they kind of have the same head to head. Kevin Adams and the one in three Buffalo Sabers, or Tom Fitzgerald and the one one and one New Jersey Devils right now. And let me explain why I kind of had these ones together here. Younger teams, New Jersey takes a massive leap last year. And by massive leap, I mean you expect gradual improvement. But what they did last year for a sustained period of time throughout the season, getting themselves into the playoffs in the spot that they were in was not necessarily where anyone had them pegged, especially when you start the season with fire Lindy chance. Now you it graduates into hey, this team is really, really good. You have high expectations for them coming into this season. And it's not just the record. I mean, you watch them on the ace. It's not like it's been incredible hockey just kind of happening to be on the wrong side of the result every single time that they've played through the first three games. Then you go to the Buffalo Sabres, one and three, minus five goal differential. This is a team a lot of people had pegged as making the playoffs and sneaking into one of those final spots and being significantly more competitive into this season kevin adams and the one and three buffalo sabers or tom fitzgerald and the new uh, one one and one new jersey devils wow um i'm not really concerned about either but if i had to choose one i would go buffalo for now just because new jersey showed showed enough last year that it makes me less worried about them. Um, you could talk about their goaltending, but again, goaltending is just one of those things where if you're not elite in net, yeah, then don't worry about it. Get like get like whoever you can and like hopefully somebody gets hot, right? So whereas Buffalo, um, I'm more concerned about they're they're starting to show uh defensive deficiencies that plagued them last year as well. Right. So we're we're starting to see a pattern develop with them. Um, and I don't know why why they're starting Levi four for four straight games here, right? Like you're gonna run yeah. this kid into the ground, right? At some point, um, it's his it, it's it's his first full year. You have you, you we actually don't know what we have in UPL there, right? So like um he he needs to get more starts as well. You're not you're not winning the cup this year, right? So you need to develop both these kids because theoretically one of them is going to be your future, probably Levi, and the other one you're going to need to trade for some defensive help. So if you are going to be trading UPL, you need to get him some starts, right? So um, I would say Buffalo for now 
just because of this pattern that I feel has been has been developing with them now. Zach, we're, we're, I, I take it we're keep keeping this segment PG, right? Hey, you go wherever you want with this one. We're okay, fine. all right, perfect. So Kevin Adams is as shitty as a fucking goat right now, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. <laughs> These goaltending problems have been going on for a while now with Buffalo. Everything else was starting to fall into place, right? They've been a horrible team for a decade. They've made all the draft picks. They've built the, the forward group, fantastic. Defensive group, fantastic. Goaltending room has been an absolute disaster piece for about three seasons now. And I said it all last year. Wow, once this team goes on and, and gets a goalie, and then they can develop uh, Devin Levi the same way they developed UPL, who's going to have a much higher upside because, like I said, we still don't know what UPL is all about. Then this will be a team in due time. They'll be an Eastern Conference contender. All, they had ample chances to try to put a package together to get Hellebuck, didn't do it. Chances to get John Gibson from Anaheim, didn't do it. Resigned Eric Comrie, who's basically an Uber driver, hasn't played him yet, carrying three goaltenders. What is Kevin Adams doing? He shit the bed for sure. No question. Not, not even worried about New Jersey. I love how I'm like trying to be diplomatic here, and then like Alex comes on. <laughs> Let me tell you why Kevin Adams is a piece of shit. <laughs> I knocked my camera off focus now. <laughs> there we go. Straight to the point. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, yeah, like you look at the goalie situation. I think some of those would have been tougher to do. You look at – you did bring up Hellebuck. You bring up John Gibson, and some of that could possibly stunt the uh, stunt growth with Levi. But at the same time, it's also – if you're going to sign those guys long-term, which Hellebuck would have been looking for, maybe Gibson would have been a somewhat of a reclamation project in terms of you could bring him in, see if you could fix him up for a year or two, and then give him a, an opportunity to be alongside Levi, and then they can co-tandem. So I think that that might have been a good look. But yeah, like it's you're in a tough situation here. You had opportunities to go and change it and really didn't. So. I think that's pretty definitive on which of those GMs needs to uh, change their underpants. Now, uh, I have another one here. Um, this one I'm kind of interested in where you guys come into because I think there's a possibility both of these guys not only need to change their underpants, but need to throw them outside, have them driven far, far away and lit on fire never to be seen again. And that would be Brian McClellan the Washington Capitals one and two right now, and Kevin Sheveldayoff of the Winnipeg Jets one and three to start this season. And with Brian McClellan, it's more a matter of the team has kind of looked old, slow, tired here to start the season. You haven't got offensive production out of Ovechkin really to start this year. Now, again, three games into the season, but held for the first time in his career without shots and back-to-back -back games. You did just sign Tom Wilson to a big contract, and it looks like at some point here, you're going to be without Backstrom. You're going to be without Ovechkin, and then Kuznetsov is already looking for a way out of town. Darcy Kemper's not looking great. And then you go over to Winnipeg. You just had to move on from Pierre-Luc Dubois. It seems like not many people want to play there. You do re-sign Shifley and Hellebuck, but you're struggling to start this season. And on top of this, you can't get fans in the stands there right now. And whether that's a matter of the team not being exciting on the ice or people just not wanting to support it, not entirely sure of what's going on there. But the entire thing with Kevin Shovel Day off surrounding him looks like it's a little bit of a uh, struggling situation. So between Kevin Shovel Day off and Brian McClellan, which one of those GMs needs to change their underpants? You want to go first, Sorry? 
You want? I was saying you want to go first. So. Yeah. So this one's a pretty pretty straightforward one for me, and that's going to be um, in Washington. Um, reason being, um, so I know I I want I love records being broken, right? Like, and I and I want Ovechkin to get the record, like. <clears throat> I love Gretzky, watch him growing up, everything. But I do like big records being broken in sports. But when you see that your team, the rest of your team around this player has all been losing a step and your main focus is getting one player a record to the detriment of the rest of your franchise, that makes absolutely zero sense to me, right? He is more focused on keeping as many players around Ovechkin as possible just for him to get this record than actually improving his franchise. Whereas Sheveldayov, if if nothing else, at least he's been bold, right? He there there's been there was a culture problem with Winnipeg last year. It was obvious with the stuff coming out of the out of the um, out of their camp, right? Um, you have a franchise goalie, whatever it turns out in like four or five years. You have an elite goalie, so you do need to lock him up, right? Now, you can make a case that, um, well, are you going to be rebuilding or are you going to be moving forward? Um, I don't know what that answer is, but I'm more supportive of um, of individuals who take a risk when they see that something is wrong, as opposed to just standing pat and hoping that it's going to fall into place, right? So um, I respect Chevaldeyev more. In that respect, even if his moves don't don't work out, look, Florida got hurt, right? Like, even even if his moves don't work out, at least he's recognized something that's wrong and he's trying to fix it. Whereas, um, where whereas um, Brian there, he's just looking at like just trying trying to get the record, right? So, yeah, I, I think that one's pretty straightforward um, for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with Kevin Shovel Day off, you know, he can't make Winnipeg cool. He can't make players want to go play there, and yeah, it's uh, cold where, enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? It's frigid. There's not. It's not. I've I've never been there. I've heard it's not that very exciting of a town. Uh, you know, just the whole aura. Think about you know twenty. I remember twenty eleven and twenty twelve. I was here in in St. Paul at the draft when they announced the the name of the Jets and that they were coming back and how many Winnipeg fans came down. All of that aura is completely gone now. Like the 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 newness and freshness that that new car smell is way gone uh, in Winnipeg right now. And so it's just hard for them to to try to grab free agents. But kudos to Shovel Day off for keeping Hellebuck and and Shifley long term. So now when you have a rebuild, you got two anchors to build upon. Uh, as far as Washington goes, like you said, they haven't been doing much of anything. They're right there with Pittsburgh, right? These two teams have been neck and neck in the same division, battling literally each other, uh, going for these cup runs coming up short more often than not in, in Washington's case. And as you look at their cupboard, you look at Hershey. Yes, they did win the Calder Cup last year, but I don't think any of those guys are going to morph into uh, big-time NHLers. They don't have that depth-eating you know, uh, system like Pittsburgh also had years ago. Those are two teams that are probably going to have 10-year-long rebuilds once their stars are gone. And if it wasn't for Ovechkin being uh, – if he was gone from the Caps last year and this year, that place would only have about 5,000 people in it because everybody's there to see number eight score goals and chase the record. So that's just kind of what the fans and the the, the whole uh, organization seem to be focused about. They're going to pay for it dearly in about, you know, four of the next eight years once Ovechkin retires. All right. 
as this segment has been so serious here to start uh, the show today, I have one final one. It's not a comparison. I'm just getting a uh, temperature check on what's going on with this team. I'm interested to hear where you guys are at. Does Danny Briere need to change his underpants with the fact that his team is much better than they should have been to start this season coming out? Three and one this year, a team that was supposed to be uh, actively tanking as we saw new management come in and they all said, no, 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 that's it. Basically, they opened up to it and admitted we're just going to be competitive and we're going to uh, we're going to stink is effectively what was going to happen there in Philadelphia. And you come out, you're three and one. I just want to check on the temperature in Philadelphia. Are they concerned that they might be going into no offense, so money, but the Canucks territory of we're better than we should be, and we're going to try to be better than we should be. I don't think he needs to worry about anything. Um, okay. And so the difference between the Flyers and the Canucks is that the Canucks last year, when they were supposed to be tanking, they actually sucked. They had lost their their starting goalie, and they had they had nothing in the cupboard. Flyer situation is a lot different. They had injuries last year. Um, they are a sneaky team because they do have pieces in place, young young pieces, and they do have potentially a cornerstone goalie. Um, he's a little bit inconsistent, but goalies take longer. I do think Carter Hart is going to end up being a star in this league, right? So, 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 so that's the difference. Now, at some point, if you have young players, young like, and I'm talking like the key cornerstone pieces moving forward, at some point, if they are playing well and if they're getting that taste of winning, you have to let these kids go, right? So, so I think that if they're if they're playing well, if they're developing that winning attitude. Um, I think it's fine, right? Then you don't need to tank for anything. This is going to be your future anyways. So you give them a chance to grow together, learn together, win together, right? So right. that's why I don't think Breer has anything to worry about. And, um, and, and, and the situation with the Canucks is completely different because the Flyers actually have young pieces that they can bring up together and the Canucks don't have that. Yeah. yeah it, I wanted it, to find and, a way to tie it into you so money. <laughs> and I do appreciate you bringing up the Canucks here. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, in in the words of Cat Williams, don't worry, I'll wait. This is a, a good team right now in four through four mm-hmm. games, but in due time the losing will come and, and yeah. it'll come in bunches and they'll get themselves where they want to be. Yeah. All right, well, just wanted to check. I think that that uh, set this segment went uh, pretty well here today for the debut of it. Maybe this is something we'll do like bi-weekly. A lot of the Fridays you have way less games, so maybe on some of the ones that uh, have two, one, two, three games, we could check in, uh, do an underpants check around the league. I think that that might be a good way to just do an overarching look around and see how everyone's doing, how the different organizations are. We should call it the oil segment. check. Oil check. <laughs> if uh, if you did enjoy the segment, please make sure to uh, to hit that like button here. Subscribe to the channel as well if you are someone who's new to the channel, and turn on notifications so you get notified every single time that we go live or more videos come out uh, here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Let's get into the games here tonight. We only got two. Alex, I'll go to you first. You're rocking the jersey there, the Calgary Flames. Yep. For those listening on podcasts. 
they're in town or they're on the road here to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight coming into this one favored minus 140 the total sitting at six and a half favored to the over minus 114 here best price available Alex which side are you looking at between the Flames and the Blue Jackets tonight um are you kind of in a position to want to jump on a side or total here I'm going with the total, and I'm I'm going with this full game over. I, I already laid a dollar twenty, but I'm seeing some dollar fifteens that were what they was seeing dollar fourteen up there earlier. So yeah, but dollar twenty is the best price I was able to get at MGM for that over six and a half. I love what Calgary's doing so far this year. Completely different style shift. They're not you know playing the old you know swing around in the box. You know no creative shot angles. Uh, you know, Sutter kind of style of hockey. Now the defensemen are jumping into the rush. They're firing shots and they're not just hitting the goaltender's chest 40 times a game. They're actually getting some quality shots off and scoring goals while doing it. Uh, Columbus, I think this is the kind of team that Columbus needs to kind of break them out of their shell, open up their offense a little bit. So six and a half here on the, on a trick card. I like this at a dollar 20. All right, there you go. We'll lock it in at $1.20 as that is the most widely available number that you can see. If you do shop around, you can get better. If you are in Ontario, you can get uh, some better there, but minus 120 is very widely available there. Uh, so, Money, before we move on to the next game here, any thoughts for you between Calgary and Columbus? Was there anything that you might have been looking for in order to get involved in this one uh, price-wise, or is this just purely stay away? So um Alex um Alex made a good point right so um Calgary is um uh, is is a different team now in terms of their style of play we mentioned in the last episode that they did get off to a slower start in the first couple of games but that's usually expected when you're changing your whole system right you you have a new coach you have a new style of play like that's that's going to be expected the last couple of games they've looked very well even even through that um overtime or it was a shootout loss against the Capitals uh, they. Um, and I thought they deserved to win that game, and um, and and against Buffalo yesterday, they they looked well. Goaltending is still up and down sometimes with them, but 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 they did play well in that game. So I do like Calgary to win. The price is not there for me. Um, Merzlikins is coming back, but he just may stink, right? So I I I don't know like how to value him right now. Um, he had a bad year last year. Um, and it's probably continuing this year. So, and uh, Wierenski is back too. So, or or he should be back. Um, so the price is a problem for me. Um, I will stay away because I think that the difference between these two teams right now is being captured in the in the in the market price. So for that reason, I'll 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 be staying away from the game. All right. Um... Second game of the day, final game of the day, unfortunately, here. The New Jersey Devils on the road taking on the New York Islanders. Uh, total sitting at six right now. You see New Jersey favored minus 115 here. The Islanders plus 105. Now, so many before we came on, you said, hey, the New Jersey Devils number was coming into play. We've been on for about 28 minutes here. At this point, minus 115 on New Jersey. Has that come into play? Uh, and if not, what actually, what number would you actually be looking for in order to uh, jump in and get involved here? So we're not there yet. Um, okay. So a couple of things here, right? Um, Sorokin should be starting for the for the Isles today, and then and then Avarlamov will go will will we'll go tomorrow. With the Devils, obviously they haven't looked good to start the season, right? Um, and so I need to see something from them. Um, but they also haven't hit 
hit the market bottom yet. So um, I, I compare this to what we talked about with Tampa Bay yesterday. Um, the market sentiment was low on Tampa Bay and they were minus 120 or minus 125 at home against the Canucks. So the price, the, the, the market bottom was already there on Tampa Bay yesterday because all things being equal, Tampa Bay is not minus 125 at home against the Canucks. New Jersey, if if you're if New Jersey is not struggling, their price right now at minus at in like the mid mid to upper teens against New York Islanders on the road, that is what they should have been last year as well. So that tells me that that their price hasn't hit bottom yet. So not only have they not hit bottom, but they're also not showing me anything right now. So for that reason, I need them to come a little bit lower. So we're not there yet. Um, if I can get like a minus 110 on New Jersey, that'll be different. But right now, they're being priced how they should be priced um, if they were playing well enough. And I don't see that right now. All right. Well, there you go. There's our, uh, we have best bet for today. Right, that's so- a, that a question from inside out. If, if this was opening line, what what would his line be? So 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 that actually encaps, in, encapsulates my point because um, on opening night this should be just about minus one twenty to maybe minus one twenty five on the Devils, right? So so we haven't fallen low enough yet. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, there we have one best bet for tonight. We'll just recap that now and we'll go back at the very end uh, as well. But for those who missed it, you can find us on bet on the bet stamp app as Edgework HQ. So make sure to go over there. You can track all the picks we give out on the show throughout the course of the year. You can see what we did last year as well. The success that we had, uh, we are currently up 30.1 units right now and, uh, 3% ROI. So even starting this season off pretty strong here so far, but one pick for tonight at this point, um, that's kind of where we'll stay here now. Calgary versus Columbus Blue Jackets. We are taking the over six and a half minus 120 uh, there for a full unit in tonight's games. Uh, I see Connor asking, any goal score props from you? None right now. Nothing that I could find that I was interested in at all. Um, if there are any, you can see those over on my personal bet stamp. Maybe I can tweet those out later, but that's not. there's nothing so far this morning that I had any interest in. Now, we do have a full card tomorrow, a massive slate of games. So just to kind of preview some of those, for those who don't know as well, if you do want to uh, get picks for tomorrow, we're not doing any live shows on Saturdays, but you can follow us on Twitter at EdgeworkHQ or X or whatever you want to call it now, but you can find us over there as EdgeworkHQ. Saturday mornings, you give out picks from all of the creators that you see here on this show, if you've got a best, if they've got best bets for that day, we tweet them out in the morning before all the games kick off, so that you have enough time to get in and tr- and uh, tail all the picks that are given out. They'll also all be tracked on the BetStamp app, so you can check them out there. Uh, but make sure to follow us on Twitter so you get notified. But before we even get into uh, get to giving out those picks, just kind of running down tomorrow's slate. Alex, there was a game that you are interested in tomorrow and a way that you're yep. going to be looking to play. Uh, now, numbers are not widely available at this moment in time, so nothing will obviously be tracked here. But uh, you're looking in the Boston Bruins-LA Kings game. What's the bet that you're looking at right now? Yeah, I'm looking at that first period over. Right now, I'm seeing, like I said, some Ontario books anywhere between $1.33 up to $1.50. 
I'm thinking we're going to see something in the dollar twenty-five, dollar thirty range more uh, when we see the domestic wide domestic open later tonight into tomorrow. In Boston, I was not impressed with how they played in really the first forty minutes. That was that was a fraudulent three-one win, and uh, they did not take advantage of of a, of a just soft and, and lifeless. Uh, Sharks team, which I've, I've mentioned uh, about before on, on this broadcast, how I feel about them. But uh, Boston, you know, you can't beat Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Boston having that great run during the regular season last year and then just completely shitting the bed, since that's today's theme, uh, with uh, the, in the playoffs. You can't go and be, oh, well, you know, we'll take our time and just waddle through. You can't do that. You're in the Atlantic Division. You're with Toronto. Who's, who will be playing better hockey than they are right now? As, and, and like I said, they're already two and two. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay is not dead yet. Uh, and if they can hang around and Vasilevsky comes back and he's fully refreshed and energized after the surgery, who knows what we see from them? Florida's still hanging around. Ottawa's going to get better. Buffalo's going to get better. Detroit's going to get better. So Boston just can't uh, get off to these slow stars like that. They need to have a much better start tomorrow, and they're catching an L.A. team coming back home after a, a couple of tough road games. I think we see goals there early and often, so I'm circling that first period over tomorrow. All right. Uh, so many. Are there any games that you're going to be looking for tomorrow? Obviously, these prices aren't available, but maybe there's a spot you see where you might be looking to fade a team or get behind a team at this point in time. Uh, in terms of this full slate tomorrow, where might you uh, be looking to jump in, take advantage? Yeah, so on a very like preliminary level, there are a couple of games that are standing out to me. Um, I just want to touch on Alex talking about the Bruins. Um, I watched that game last night, um, and uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, I kept thinking about Alex, if like the Sharks get a 3-2 goal here, just maybe, <laughs> like, like, like he'll be sweating. But, um, you know, like he's... Um, I, I completely agree with Alex. Boston, um, they've looked very, very pedestrian. But I will say that um, they're a veteran enough team that they know the output that they need in order to win certain games, right? So, and they've and they've started the season playing uh, Chicago, Nashville, San Jose. So it's not it's not surprising to me that they don't look great because they just know what they need to do to just win those win those frankly, garbage games, right? Um, now, we are stepping up in class, though. They're going to Los Angeles tomorrow. Um, so I'm more interested to see if if they are able to step up their game. Now, um, in terms of pricing, if we see Boston priced um, as they were last year, as if they're like a great team that's just going to go on the West Coast and just do their business like against a really good team, I'm more inclined to bet on the Kings. But um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where that price comes in. The other, the other game that I was looking at um, is uh, Washington Montreal. Um, I touch on this a lot in terms of trying to find the market bottom on teams. And um, if if Montreal is somehow favored tomorrow, um, then I think that that would be the market bottom on 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 the Capitals. And um, that would be a situation where I would want to get involved because, um, yeah, the Capitals don't look good. They lost 6-1. Um, the, the metrics in that game weren't that bad for Washington as a 6-1 score would indicate. But um, there's a lot of score effects in play as well, right? We don't know at what point Ottawa just kind of let up on the gas and stuff, right? So 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 those are the things to kind of take to take into account. But Montreal, what I see from them is they don't look good at all. Right, like, um, and um, and and the Alex Morettos, they 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 just stink right now, right? So, um, I think that um, 
I think that if we can get either a small favorite or even a dog price on Washington, then we know that they've hit their market bottom. And that's when I want to buy Washington. So um, those two are the games that stand out to me right now. All right, there you go. Uh, those are some games to look for tomorrow. And make sure, as always, to be following us on Twitter for show notifications, show updates, as well as our uh, best bets that come out every Saturday morning before the games go live. You're not going to want to miss those as there is a massive slate tomorrow. We have tons of creators, so we'll have uh, likely a bunch of opportunity for picks to come out. The show has been doing very well so far to start the season, even dating back to last year, as I mentioned, up 30.1 units there, uh, 3% ROI. And this is over a large, large sample size of bets from last season into this year. But our only bet for tonight in the Calgary Flames-Columbus Blue Jackets game, we are taking the over 6.5 minus 120 for a full unit. So that is our only bet for tonight. Keep your eyes out for tomorrow. You can use the information that Alex and So Money have both given today uh, in order to kind of help you look for certain numbers to pop tomorrow. And then as well, if you do want to just tail, you can find us on Twitter at EdgeworkHQ where more picks will be posted. But So Money, Alex, thank you guys for uh, taking the time to do this here today. Appreciate yeah. it as always. Appreciate the insight. Thank you for uh, being willing participants in the game that I did not tell you ahead of time what was going to be going on. So I do appreciate that. Uh, and to everyone in the chat, if you enjoyed the show here today, if you enjoyed the segment, please make sure to like this stream here. Like the video if you're watching after. Rate, review, all that kind of stuff if you're listening on podcasts. And as always, make sure to be subscribed here to this channel so that you don't miss anything that goes on, whether it's live streams or videos that come out. But we do appreciate the support. Look forward to seeing everyone back here Monday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Enjoy the games tonight. Enjoy the games this weekend. Good luck on your bets. Let's have a day.